0: guys asked me what my perfect night would be i told them the truth beer and board games they thought i was kidding i was not kidding
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means you're listening to the Personal Arrogance Podcast,
0: episode number... 130, part one. Interesting. Yes, we're going to try something new this week. We are going to... We got a big event coming up, which I'm sure we'll gab about a lot uh, in the coming uh, coming minutes of the podcast, but we're going to try something new this week. We're going to try a, a condensed version of the podcast. Two podcasts ago, we did an hour and a half version. Last week, we were around an hour, and this week, we're going to try to keep it to under 45 minutes. We'll see if we make it by the end of the show, but um, we're going to do a condensed version, and then we're going to do a version this weekend with some special guests. What? But before that happens, I have to dedicate this episode.
1: Uh, real quick, I'm Jesse.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm Eric, and this is Personal targets Podcast, part of the Bald Move Network. Uh, thank you for listening, listener.
1: Uh-huh. And who is this episode dedicated to? Number 130?
0: This episode, 130 part 1, is dedicated to none other than Aaron, Jim, uh, and to a lesser extent, Jordy and Levi. <laughs> but mostly Aaron and Jim. They are our bald move uh, overlords, masters. Masters? Yeah, yeah. EDHs. They rule over Power us. Our tops. Yes, they rule over us with an iron fist. Uh, but, uh, we are very excited. We're, we are all going to Boulder, Colorado this weekend and, uh, we're all going to see each other, stare at each other and generally look at each other for four days. And, uh, this goes out to the bald move, uh, fathers of fan podcast. Fists. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron and Jim, this goes out to you. Congratulations. <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway, Eric, it's weird Yes, being in the same room with you. It is super weird. I, uh... I,
0: I It's weird because we used to do this every week. Yeah, I know. And now... now I'm used to listening to you through Skype, and now you're in the exact same room as I am in.
1: Yeah. it's uh, uh, I'm thrown off my game, so if it's a little bit different, that's why. Also, I'm in a sleeping bag right now.
0: Yeah, and it's... We usually record at 8 p.m. It is now 12.47 a.m. And we've had a few beers. Buckle up and welcome to the ride. Yeah, I, I'm i on the
1: last <laughs> four or so ounces of this beer, and I'm trying to make it last.
0: Well, uh, speaking of which, Jesse, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I'm drinking the Smooth Ride Ale mm-hmm. from Bridgeport out of Portland, Oregon.
0: Yep. We don't hold that against them. We actually like Bridgeport.
1: I thought maybe you would come around on the whole Portland thing. Uh,
0: you had a good time. I was having a great time. I was having I was coming around and then I decided that Portlandia reaffirmed all my affirmations of Portland and uh In what way? In that they don't accept cash and I mean they don't accept cards anywhere. It's cash only. The entire city's cash only. Oh, the but the bachelor party did. Yeah, that's what open I meant. The
1: bachelor party.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember few moments of the bachelor party, so I didn't associate it with that. You
1: also <laughs> didn't have to pay for anything, so
0: that is true. That, that that's true. That really. So my I had a great time on my bachelor party because I didn't have to whip out a card anywhere and get it rejected.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: By hipsters. So <laughs> Portland, we love Bridgeport. We love Bridgeport.
1: We love the Smooth eye
0: Ale. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, that's one thing I forgot. And we talked about uh, either last week or this show before about spring seasonals. And, uh, of course, uh, the Red Chair NWPA out of Deschutes, Oregon. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, exquisite. <laughs> if you can get it, drink it. But one thing I forgot is all the rye beers that come out in the springtime, including this brand new... A smooth Ride, R-Y-E-D, pun intended, by Bridgeport. <laughs> also, the Ruthless Ride by Sierra, Sierra Nevada is now available. Right. It's, so, uh,
1: We're right in the middle of uh, mm-hmm. spring, spring. Right. We're
0: right at the beginning of spring. There we go. So <laughs> here you go.
1: Why do I feel extra NPR-y
0: tonight? Because we're speaking in dulcet mode <laughs> so we don't wake up my wife. That's That's it. She usually listens to our podcast to fall asleep, so I figure if we are quiet that she might just doze off and feel like she's dreaming on Stitcher. It'll I think this awesome.
1: could be a new thing we do. We do live shows, yeah. but everyone shows up in sleeping bags <laughs> like I'm in right now, the Briggs are pillow, it's mm-hmm. a hot cocoa, and everyone yeah. just falls asleep.
0: It's a PA slumber party. <laughs> Everyone's invited. The PASP. Alright. Well um we do have some listener feedback this week. Let's get to um, it. Um wanted to uh give a special shout out to uh I think we can call him the official German correspondent. I agree. Dennis Kleinbeck. For now. For now, Dennis, you gotta you know. We've given you the we've given you the leeway now. Do what you will with it, but <laughs> just like Aaron and Jim, we can rip it away at any moment. <laughs> I don't know. But, <laughs> Anyway, hello again says Dennis. I am writing in again with my second email this week. We'll get to the first email later. Because I first because at first I watched the movie Gangster Squad in a tiny local cinema and I think that it was very very disappointing. I mean, the cast was good despite the fact that Josh Brolin has just one exactly one facial expression and has to act some emotional scenes in the movie. The chemistry between Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone is very nice in the first half of the movie, but is very horrible to see Emma's talent getting wasted when she has to play a whiny mobster's trophy wife. Mickey Cohen, played by Sean Penn, is okay. No big hit, but not bad either. The sidekicks, played by Michael Pena, Robert Patrick, and some other dude, are sometimes the most entertaining parts of the film. I was totally annoyed by the giant plot holes, the stupid war of the world sound, and cheap dialogue, and some stupid slow motion. Have you watched this movie yet? We haven't. I'm assuming you haven't. <laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, and what is your opinion of it? I think I don't really want to watch it now. Yeah, not not super interested. Dennis, we are very uh, trusting of your opinion, so we wouldn't want to contradict it in any way. So we will just not see this film. Um, just in case we do like it, uh, we wouldn't want to offend you. <laughs> Uh, but the thing about Emma Stone is that she's, to say that her talent is being wasted. I feel like Emma Stone is very good at acting like Emma Stone. And I feel like this is something that happens with a lot of actors in general is that the first movie that you see them in, you assume that that's their real personality. Mm, mm. So I assume that Emma Stone's real personality is super bad Emma Stone. Right. And I don't really think I'm that far off.
1: I don't know. Maybe she's just getting uh, pigeonholed.
0: Maybe she's getting pigeonholed as, like, the nerdy girl, but it's still pretty cool.
1: Right. And maybe the director's like, stop. No, no. Just just be more, like, super bad, you. <laughs> yeah.
0: More super bad. That's be what we want. Be more
1: super bad. We want you super bad.
0: And if that's the case, maybe Miss Stone is the complete opposite of that. She is a redhead, which makes her fiery. Right. Um, I should know. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll give it a whirl. It is kind of sad. This is a movie that has a great cast. Uh, Sean Penn, Josh Brolin, uh, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, other people. Some dude. Some guy. But the thing that you have to be really wary of is any movie that is released right now. Because right now, between January up to May, is when all the movie studios release all their shitty movies. Really? Yes. Because
1: it's like post... uh, It's
0: post-Oscar season. It's like post-Christmas buzz. Mm Mm-hmm. It's pre-summer uh, blockbuster, eh. and uh, any movie that comes out in the next uh, few months is got to be... So it's like the spring seasonals. Yeah, it's got to be greeted with a lot of suspicion. Interesting. Yes, but every once in a while you get a smooth ride <laughs> from Bridgeport Brewing Company. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, we got one more email this week. It's I just w- want to go ahead and say there's there's like a 95% chance I'm never going to see that movie.
0: Well, I bet you it'll be on Netflix. It's, I feel like that is a Netflix movie. If it's, if it's released between January and May, there's a high chance it's going to be on Netflix. Yeah.
1: I think there's Vegas odds makers yeah. uh, calculating <laughs> whether or not I'm going to watch that movie and placing bets on it.
0: Yeah. I, there probably are. Uh, don't bet against the house. <laughs> uh, and then we have Connect, Connect the Dotsy this week. Roger Dotsy wrote us a big email. We read all of your emails, Roger. But sometimes the morsels are so delicious that we can only release them at small increments to our listeners because Mm -hmm. otherwise their heads would explode. Like cyanide or machine gun bullets. Exactly. Um, Roger says this week hope you uh, made it down here to this part of the email. Because he's interested in what Eric thinks of this. So this is pretty much for me, Jesse. You can pretty much tune out. Okay. Um, done and done. This weekend is the fifth annual Doral, my in-laws, family Oscar movie weekend. What is that you say? My wife's family and our friends all come to Louisville for one purpose. We are watching six of the Oscar movies in one weekend. Yes. Starting Friday, we will watch in theaters over one weekend, Argo, Life of Pi, Silver Linings Playback, and Les Mis. We will also watch Beast of the Southern Wild, and Moore, and... At the house, Animorphs. Animorphs is a beautiful movie about uh, teenagers who are becoming animals. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it explores coming of age. It also explores coming of species.
1: I would, (laughs) I would watch that. Yes. Um, That got an Oscar nod.
0: Yes, and uh, (laughs) he says, "I know Jesse would hate this, but Eric, what about you?" (laughs) So this is the thing: Jesse doesn't hate movies; he just hates going to the movie, the movie theater.
1: Also, I have a three-year-old daughter, or three-month-old daughter.
0: Exactly. Jeez, I just just leaped ahead there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Futuristic. Uh, If given the opportunity and generous in-laws, would you be interested? And also, would you guys like my quick takes next week? What to see and what not to... Roger, we would love your takes next week. I would love it if you became our Oscar correspondent Mm -hmm. and you sent us your Oscar picks Mm -hmm. next week via phone at 360-362-0024. <laughs> we did not receive any phone calls this week. What? I'm kind of bummed about it. Um, and, Roger, I think this is a perfect time for you to call in and give us your best Entertainment Tonight voice as you tell us your Oscar picks.
1: Right. So we're going to need you to go to the Petco, go mm-hmm. to the fish department. Yep. And uh, take a good... Good hard look at all the Oscars, yes, in the fish tanks, exactly, and then describe them to us. Over describe the phone. them to us
0: and tell us what the best ones. We're going to be going by a few things here. Um, of course, there's overall most beautiful. Uh huh. Second of all, there's biggest girth, biggest girth, uh, uh, widest uh, mouth, widest mouth, biggest eyes, Mm-hmm. prettiest you, belly, prettiest belly, most <laughs> stunning, most stunning scales, and finally, flowingest tail. Right. Um, <laughs> so those are
1: your Oscar Oscar <laughs> picks.
0: But uh, Dennis Kleinbeck from Germany also wanted to know what are our favorites at the Academy Awards? Uh, who would you like to see the, uh, carrying the Oscar home? Uh, now, there are 10, as there have been for the past few years, 10 nominees for Best Picture. Amour, Argo, Beast of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, a Rob, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Doc 30. I have seen two of these movies. And this is not like me. The 2 two years ago I watched every single movie that was nominated all 10 films but I feel like this year kind of shows what the problem is with this 10 film format it's interesting if you look back the 10 film format the 10 film best picture format was resurrected because it happened the year after The Dark Knight came out right and a lot of people were like well The Dark Knight should have been nominated maybe it's not one of the best 5 movies of the year but it's definitely one of the best 10 movies of the year And the Academy was like, that's right. We only nominated five films and nobody watched any of them. So maybe we should nominate one film that everyone has seen. Right. Like The Dark Knight. Right. And my problem with this is that there was a movie that came out last year. It's called The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. And it's not included. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying The Dark Knight Rises is like an amazing film. But what I am saying is that Peter Jackson won an Oscar for Return of the King. And in Mm. fact, Return of the King won like 13 Academy Awards that year.
1: Yeah. So. But not. it Was it nominated for Best Picture?
0: It was, and it won Best Picture. Really? Yes. And it was seen as basically a recognition of the trilogy. Now, hmm. if you had to sit back and you had to say, is Lord of the Rings as a trilogy a better mo- trilogy, or is the Dark Knight trilogy a better trilogy? It's kind of. It's up for debate. Yeah. But I would say they're at least on par. Right. So, if you're doing that, why isn't Christopher Nolan being recognized for this amazing trilogy that he made? And at least getting slid in in one of these ten spots. Um, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, uh, *Inglorious Bastards was my favorite movie of mm. the year. Mm-hmm. Django Unchained? Not at that same level for me. I would say if I had to kick one of these movies, I would probably kick Django Unchained and put Dark Knight Rises in there. Really? Just as a recognition of the trilogy.
1: Yeah, uh, I I th- I think that recognition of the trilogy thing is kind of weak, though. Like,
0: well, the problem is, is the precedent has been set.
1: I guess. So, but, I mean, you can you can unset a precedent, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think a a movie, a film, mm-hmm. should stand on its own merits. It shouldn't be like it. Sh- it shouldn't carry an emotional weight of other films from the past.
0: And that's great. All I'm saying. The president has been set.
1: <laughs> well, it's been on set now, too. Well, so
0: Now you know what I feel. Eric, Hopefully, if you
1: had to guess. Yes. Uh, I'll throw this out there. Uh-huh. I have seen films. Right. How many films from the top ten
0: <laughs> have I seen? <laughs> Zero. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I can't believe. Yeah. Uh, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, what are you going to do? I don't know. Some people are Netflix people, and some people are, I pay $30 to go see a movie, and now I can't buy food from my family. <laughs> it's 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 Hot Pocket Week every time we go to see Django Unchained. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, you heard our thoughts. Hopefully next week, Dennis. Dennis, why don't you call in, too? Dennis and Roger both. Call in. Give us your Oscar picks. 360-362-0024. Oh,
1: That's a long distance from
0: Germany. He You can Skype it.
1: He yeah, can Skype
0: it. He can Gmail it. You can figure it out. He's a tech-savvy bro.
1: Right.
0: Um, and uh, And then also, if you just want to write us an email this week, listener, if you got something on your mind, if you want to tell us why Django Unchained is the best movie of the year, please email us, personalarrogance at gmail.com. Jesse, let's do a little tiny minute roll off. What do you say? Let us. All right. In person. Rolled an 11. Roll a 16. Oh, damn it. All right. So, Jesse, this week I am going to be uh, addressing a concern, mm. uh, something that one of our listeners wanted to bring up on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at the Personal Records Facebook page. You can also find us at the Bald New Facebook page. Um, you said
1: that like you went to the Ohio State University. Exactly. The Bald New State.
0: But Jacob DeFore said – Exactly. Jacob DeFore said on our Facebook page – Either of you attend the Gate Crash pre release? How was it? Well, Eric. Well, turns out one of us did attend the gate crash pre release. Some of you are listening right now and you're saying, What is a gate crash pre release? And I'm gonna break it down for you right now. Do it. I'm gonna break it down like run DMC on a cardboard box that's been broken down and then is about to be breakdanced upon.
1: That is a great analogy.
0: Thank you. <laughs> 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 so, for those of you who don't know what Ge- 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 Crash is, it is a form of Magic the Gathering. Yes, we are going to spend my first topic and my only topic tonight on Magic the Gathering. But before you touch that dial...
1: <laughs> What's a dial?
0: I don't know. It's that spinny thing on your, I, I, on your old iPod. <laughs> <laughs> An old iPod. Yeah. I guess I did have a dial, didn't it? It did they? have a dial.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, I, I know all of you are listening on original iPods. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, so Magic the Gathering, I want to break it down from a very simple level as to why I like Magic the Gathering. I've talked about this before. It's basically there's very simple rules. There are very simple rules to Magic the Gathering. There are like five or six different card types. You got your guys down on the table. They're playing against the other guys. You try to deal 20 damage to the guy across from you. If you do, you win the game. Done. Done and Done. Done. Um, and the fun part about this is that you're building decks and there's something like 13,000 magic cards now available. Woo. So you can basically go online, figure out what cards you want to build, build the deck you want to build, whether it's a fun deck, whether it's a dominant deck, or whether it's just a weird collector's deck, you can do whatever you want. It caters to a lot of different interests, especially just nerd interest in general. Um... But I want to kind of break down because in order to understand what the gate crash pre release was about, we're going to have to talk about what the different colors of magic are about. So Jesse, can you help me out with this?
1: Uh, yeah, blue, white, green, black, red.
0: Right. So what is a uh, what is a blue color? Uh, we we shouldn't start with blue. Let's start with green. <laughs> what is green all about?
1: Green is about big monsters that make you get hurt. Right. And land that gets fast.
0: Right. But it's basically about monsters and land. It's about nature.
1: Yeah, it's a nature-themed deck.
0: So this is the deck that you want to play if you want to have big monsters crushing the, your opponent's monsters. hmm Okay. What this about- is your Godzilla deck. Exactly. Now, how would you compete against giant monsters, Jesse? Would you maybe use uh, fireballs? No. Volcanoes? No. What would you use? I use
1: a bunch of little guys that get in their way.
0: Right. So what color would you play then? Uh, red. Yeah, red. I and guess. Or white. Red or white. Red or white. It's
1: like the Zap Brannigan in... Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: uh, Futurama. Yeah, in Futurama, yeah. Mm-hmm. he had to go to war with a, a horde of rampaging killbots. Right. And he knew they had a, a preset kill limit of 9,999, so he sent y- wave after wave of his own men... <laughs> To bravely stop them
0: <laughs> that's a that's actually a direct magic reference yes uh, <laughs> but yeah basically red is like your destruction deck you can hit people directly instead of putting big creatures in play and then white you also have little creatures too but white creatures and white cards give you life mm-hmm. so that, that ups your health um, so that people have to do more than 20 damage to kill you whereas black what does black do
1: uh black Get uh, it, black like uh, slowly does damage right. to you passively, and it also mm-hmm. gets cards out of your hand.
0: Right, and it and it kills cards. It it basically tries to stop whatever you're doing by getting rid of cards or spells or creatures or whatever. It's
1: kind of a passive way to kill someone. Right, it's like decay and rotting is its
0: theme. Exactly, it's- and then and then finally we bring it back to blue. So what's blue all about?
1: Uh, blue is control. It's like limiting the options your opponent has.
0: Right. It's like your opponent's trying to do something, and you're like, no, nope, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, well, I'm going to do this. And you're like, nah, you can't do that either. Yeah. Um, and that's blue. So that's, that's, that's the basic color breakdown. And uh, Magic's been going on for over 20 years now. 13,000 wow. cards. Um, and... They they've been doing this release now this year. So every year they release a new uh, a new set of cards, and this year they're doing Return to Ravnica. So all the cards we have those five colors, but they're based in uh, the city world of Ravnica, which is is pretty exciting. Because uh, I you know I don't know about you, but when you're when you're when I'm playing a D and D campaign, I love to play in the city. And mm-hmm. I know Jesse, you run great city campaigns. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I live in a city. I might as well play in a city. It's more fun. <laughs> There's a lot of people p- pile on top of each other. And basically what they did with Return to Ravnica is they decided that there were going to be ten guilds. And you're going to take two of those colors, uh, whether it's red and white or whether it's black and blue or whether it's green and red. And you're going to have each of those two color pairings be its own guild within the city. And they all have their own rules. So we had, our own, we had our first release back in, in the fall, and that was Return to Ravnica. That was the original release. And there were five guilds in that pack, and now coming out this Friday is the Gate Crash, which is the second in the set, and they're going to the, reveal the next five guilds. Now, everybody's seen the cards. They release them all online. Um, but what they do is a week before the set is released, they do a pre-release event where you get to go in, you get six packs of 15 cards apiece, you open those packs. They're awesome. You're very excited. These are brand new cards. You get to build a deck out of those. You build a 40-card deck, and then you play in a tournament against other people. Um, and that's what I did this past weekend. Is that is that a pretty good wrap-up of Magic? I think so. Okay. So that's your Nerd to Know on Magic. But this is what happened this weekend. And I want to talk about... Not not necessarily go deep in with magic. I could talk about magic all day, but I know that not of all not all of our listeners are super concerned with the intricacies of gate crash. I want to talk about how, as a nerd event, this surprised me, and it also really uh, made me uh, reaffirmed my love of nerd culture. Mm. Uh, for a couple reasons. Now, Magic has been blowing up lately. There have been a lot of people playing Magic. And I think like, I think it's getting bigger and bigger. Now there's Magic Online. There's an Xbox uh, Live game that's been coming out the past couple of years. And it's really getting big. Um, but the first thing that I loved about this Gatecrash pre-release event is that it was at a bar. So you were able to drink beer while you played.
1: That definitely helps.
0: Yes. It was super helpful. <laughs> Um, the second thing that I really like th- th- that that's helpful on a couple levels because I know that we may have some younger listeners out there, but I think most of our listeners are over 21 and it's nice. That's a nice buffer line. It's nice to be like, well, I'd like to play magic, but I'd only like to play magic with people who are over 21 years old <laughs> because it's a double edged sword. <laughs> if you're destroying some kid at magic, then you feel bad because you're just like beating some kid. Mm-hmm. But then if you lose to some kid at Magic, then you just lost to a kid.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I've played against some younger players, and uh, I've appreciated their skill.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can get excited that they're getting excited about it at a younger age. But right. I think that I like to play against older players because <laughs> we can all get drunk together mm-hmm. and play. Um, The second thing is that I'm very new to tournaments. I was super nervous. I don't know if anybody's been in in an environment where you're competing for the first time. I don't know if anybody (laughs) on our podcast has been in that environment. But I was really, really nervous. And the first guy that I played against, he was very good. And he had a great deck. And he destroyed me instantly. And then he was like, hey, let me take a look at your deck. Uh, Let me take a look at the cards you didn't put in. He's like, you should put this in there and that in there, and uh, you should be a lot better. And it was a lot better. He gave me great advice. And it totally diffused the whole scenario of being nervous at this event because I realized there are people here just just trying to have fun just like I am. Right. And then the third thing that I really liked about it is that um, all the losers got to hang out together. (laughs) (laughs) So in this event, if you were losing, you got to play against other losers. And... The loser pool is the most fun pool to be in.
1: Yeah, the loser's bracket is great. Yeah. It's fun. Everyone's just there to have a good time. You've already kind of given up on the idea that
0: you're going to be best. Right. And you've given up on the idea that you're even getting a prize. Or maybe you're, like, <laughs> both competing against getting a prize and you're kind of happy that the other guy got the prize. even right. if You don't get it. Um but the Loser's Bracket was fun, and I got to hang out with some cool people, and I got to get some experience uh, drafting magic, which is something I really or, – or building a, a seal deck, which is something I really am excited about. And altogether, Gatecrash is a great set. I love the Return to Ravnica block. I think it is an awesome, awesome block. I'm kind of bummed that it's going to be ending with Dragon's Maze, which is coming out in three months. <laughs> uh, and I'm kind of bummed because I don't see how they'll be able to top it next year. Um, but I'm also excited for M14 anyway, magic, the gathering, it's a social event. It's a brain teaser. It's a brain tickler mm-hmm. and I'm a stickler mm. for magic tournaments. And I think I'm going to go mm. to more now cause it just helps me, uh, kind of reconnect and say, uh, I can meet people on a nerdy level outside of PAX. Yeah.
1: It's a lot of fun. Um, Magic events, from my experience, tend to be like basically you buy three booster packs and mm-hmm. you're entered, and then there's prizes. So it actually ends up being cheaper than, right. um, than actually just buying booster packs. Plus, there's a little thing where like when you're drafting, you might see a card that you want for your deck, mm-hmm. and you just take it anyway, even if you're not going to use it right. at that event. You're like, I actually want that card, and then you can just grab it.
0: Yep. So that's fun. And uh, that's actually what we're going to be doing tomorrow in the air as we fly to Boulder, Colorado, we are going to be doing a magic draft uh on the on the tray tables of our of our uh, seats in front of us. They will be in the upright and locked position while we're taking off and landing, but while we're in the air we will be utilizing them for a magic draft. I'm excited about it. They'll be downright unlocked. <laughs> All right, Jesse, let's do some uh let's do some trivia this week. This is our condensed show, so we're going to roll right into trivia. Do it. Uh, I don't need to roll a six-sided die because Dennis Kleinbeck, he said he wrote, wrote us two emails this week. And he, in fact, did write us two emails this week, one of them full of geek trivia. And uh, I'm very excited, Dennis. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, and uh, and Jesse, I read the first question and answer accidentally, so I'm going to pose this to you. This is a freebie. Okay. Okay, so here we go. What was Han Solo's profession before he saved Chewie and became the most arrogant pilot in the galaxy?
1: Uh, before I, oh no, that's toughy because he was a smuggler with Chewie. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I think he was an Imperial pilot. Uh,
0: that is correct. All right, all right, Jesse, you have the one up on me. This one's for me. Uh, this is very interesting because uh, we actually inter- we actually interviewed Sean Patrick Flannery of the Boondock Saints at Emerald <laughs> City Comic Con. Did. Uh, question two is, what does Sean Patrick Flannery want to take with him when they are in the armory in Boondock Saints and why? You answer first. Oh, God. In the armory. He wants to take... <sighs> So they go in that room. It's got a ton of guns in it. He wants to take, I think he wants to take like the giant Gatling gun because it's big. <laughs> I don't know. What are you going to say?
1: I'm going to say uh, he wants to take a crossbow because it's cool.
0: A rope because Charlie Bronson always needed one. Ah. 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 All right. Question three, Jesse. This one's for you. What is the real name of the chronological first Robin? Oh, man. Yeah. Dick Grayson? Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> I think you just nailed it. Uh, I, I think you got it. Yep, you got it. Richard oh. Dick Grayson. All right. All right, this question's for me. What is the official name of the original Schwarzenegger Terminator letter and number... Isn't it T1? It's not T1000. It's got to be T. T2000. I'm going
1: to go with uh, TK421. <laughs> Why aren't you at your post?
0: T800. Uh, uh, I thought T1000 sounded right. We are blowing it here. Jesse, this one's for you. Quentin Tarantino's only adapted screenplay, Jackie Brown, is based on a novel. What is the name of the novel's writer?
1: You're you're looking at me like I should know this.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I have no idea. Oh, um,
1: it that that would be one E. A. Poe.
0: I'm going to say Jackson Brown, <laughs> Elmore Leonard, and then here's the special question, Jesse. So oh. You already won, Jesse. Uh huh. But this is for all the marbles. I have a bag of marbles <laughs> right here. I've had my eye on that. Bag of marbles. If you want all these marbles, you got to answer this question right. It's a lightning round. What was the special feature on the original character model of Gordon Freeman's head in the original Half-Life? The special feature. Mhm. Glasses? Glasses. I would say head crab.
1: I'm going to say a bifocals.
0: Yeah, it's a ponytail. <laughs> Ew. So that's all folks. Curious? What did you think about it? Have a nice week. Dennis, we loved it. It was very difficult. It was, that was a tough one. Uh, I feel ashamed. Mm. I feel sad. Mm-hmm. And I feel ready to do Loser Karaoke. <laughs> oh. So, we, Jesse, what am I singing? this week? We're still doing this, huh? Yeah.
1: Ah, jeez. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. Um, what's a good song for Loser Karaoke? Mm-hmm. I guess uh, Zombie by the... the by. You know that song? (laughs) Zombie? Zombie. Yeah, but do it as Rob Zombie. I can't. (laughs) Zombie. (laughs)
0: Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. Perfect. Like it. If you have a song that we should sing for Loser Karaoke, apparently we can't think of our own songs. If you have a song that you think we should sing for a Loser Karaoke, please send it in to gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page. We will randomly select the uh, Loser Karaoke song for next week. Randomly? Randomly. From all the songs ever? <laughs> from all the songs that we get from our listeners. <laughs> okay. All right. Jesse, what is your topic this week? Well, actually,
1: something very interesting and bizarre. Uh-huh.
0: But then again, it's not that bizarre.
1: True. Uh, McGriddles, buy them today. <laughs> There, there's been a study, a couple of studies regarding beer and health. Okay. And you might not think beer, mm-hmm. super healthy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because it's not. But right. it turns out it might just save your life. Because they conducted a... <laughs> Are you a local news anchor? <laughs> I'm purred happily. Yes. <laughs> you heard with <what> purred. <laughs> beer, it might just, might just save it your might life. might just save your life. Turn in, tune in at 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, So, no, it's a really bizarre thing. Um, They did a study where uh, they took the blood alcohol content of people who suffered a trauma and were going to a hospital. Okay. And they found out that the survivability rate of people in the hospital went up incrementally with their blood alcohol content when they came into the hospital.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So, if you had a... 0.01, it went from, the the study went from 0.01 to 0.05. Okay. If you had a 0.01, you know, you had less of a chance of surviving than if you had a 0.02. 0.02 had less of a chance than if you had 0.03, all the way up to 0.05, which was their end gap. Yeah. So you come to the hospital, you have alcohol in your system, and you have uh, what was quoted as a significantly better chance of survival. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So, and this is people coming into the emergency room or just people generally coming to the hospital?
1: I'm guessing they're coming into the emergency yeah. room because for mm-hmm. the most part, people, they'll die when they right. just come into the hospital.
0: Right. Well, this is uh, this is what I like to call the floppability in- index. <laughs> Obviously, the drump- the drunker you are, the floppier you are. Right. Um, and not floppy in like, the, uh, in like the idea of a floppy disk. Uh-huh. In fact, the exact opposite of that, uh-huh. you are actually floppy.
1: Right. <laughs> Therefore, like, the Therefore, trauma will be less severe. Yeah, air, you yeah. Mean? yeah.
0: That's, and, you know, the NFL has been trying tirelessly <laughs> to make uh, the NFL safer for players. I think that we have something here.
1: Yeah, everyone needs to be playing at a .05
0: BAC exactly. or higher. Couple of Jaeger bombs, <laughs> and then you're ready for the long bomb Hail Mary. Nice. If you miss it, flop flop ability. Flop ability.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know what they should be replacing those Gatorade <laughs> kegs <God>. with. <laughs> yeah, just a little vodka. Uh huh. Vodka and Gatorade. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that was but college.
0: They ugh. They didn't really count for that, though, in the mm-hmm. study, though. No floppability index? I don't think
1: it was the floppability index. It, it's so- Are you
0: telling me they didn't go on the Erlenmeyer floppability index?
1: I, I think they factored it in. I believe
0: it, that was it, psych- cited in a 1984 <laughs> Harvard Business Journal study about uh, drunks and their capability to pick up uh, 15 packs, and that's why we have 12 packs today.
1: <laughs> that could be it, but no. I believe that um, – I believe this goes beyond floppability, though.
0: Okay, what does it go to?
1: I don't know. Well, this is the thing; it's a it's an open ended study. Mm-hmm. They they don't understand why, but they're implying that um, people who are being transported to the hospital, say in a uh, in an ambulance, right? Maybe they should be treated with alcohol. Oh my god! Just because they're. It sounds like
0: there's some <laughs> unknown factor beyond floppability. I just imagine. So this is what's going to happen in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> All of the ambulance drivers are now going to wear uh, handlebar mustaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to wear those armband things. And you're going to get in. They're going to slide you in there. And then they're going to have like uh, you know towels. They're going to be uh, drying off glasses. <laughs> and they're going to be lining up shots for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, you just fell out of your treehouse. <laughs> and now it's time to save a life just like the fray
1: i am down with that
0: i'm down with that too i got down <laughs> out of my tree house a little too fast so i mean obviously the thing here is that it's blood thinning right is that the whole idea your I blood's guess, thinner
1: but i mean like the study the way that it has been reported uh-huh. is like they don't know why it's a mystery
0: well, okay, so you gotta think a lot of people who are coming into the emergency room are coming into the emergency room for heart attacks. Right? Mm, heart so it's disease. Like a nitrate. Yeah, heart disease, number one killer in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And if they're drinking and their blood is thinner, then they probably have a higher chance of survival. Yeah, I think you might be onto something here. Who knows?
1: And a lot of, uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of these uh, baby boomers might have some BAC, mm-hmm. just like residual. Exactly. If they're anything like my parents.
0: Or us in okay. the future.
1: <laughs> future baby boomers <laughs> reporting it.
0: <laughs> future BBs for BAC.
1: Yeah. Well, there's there's actually a second uh-huh. article mm-hmm. r- uh, regarding Beer and Hell. Okay. And this was conducted by uh, Sapporo.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The good people. Hi, Dozo. I actually love Sapporo. I do, too. I think it's a fantastic lager. Makes me want to say, Oregato, Sapporo.
1: So, um, there is a chemical that's found only in hops uh-huh. called humulone. Okay. And, um, they, mm. Is th-
0: that, a, isn't that a movie starring Macaulay Culkin?
1: <laughs> You're thinking humulone too? Oh, okay. Escape from New York. New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway.
1: Um, so, uh, this, this chemical they, they found can help uh, battle cold and flu. Okay. And uh, so it's only found in hops. Uh-huh. And uh, if you consume it, when you have already have a cold or the flu, right. you can uh, possibly uh, reduce the effects
0: and cure the cold. Did you read, did you happen to read how much beer you would have to drink to have an effect on this?
1: Uh, well, they said 30 12-ounce cans. <laughs> Yes. So that's about how much I cut back to when I have a cold. Yes. A day.
0: Uh, I think that anybody is going to feel better after drinking 30 (laughs) beers or feel way worse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, You probably feel worse because, you know, you had to cut back so much from your normal consumption rates. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, You find it in hops. So Mm -hmm. maybe if you drink... this is talking about Sapporo. That's essentially a light American lager.
0: It's actually lighter than a light. I mean, the the Asian lagers are super light. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So maybe if you drink the old IPA, uh, maybe the, you don't need 30. Maybe the Bridgeport IPA. Maybe you only need 15. Yeah, 15,
0: 17. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Depending on your BAC. That's easy. Yeah. Get one of those fresh hops. Get, get an Imperial IPA. You, you only need to drink like 12.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Kill a 12-pack. Yeah, that's. I mean I do that sitting yes.
1: down. And, obviously, you know, cuz I can't stand up, but I, <laughs> <yes. afterwards.
0: laughs> I
1: I do that face down. I I do that lying down in yes. the bathroom.
0: <laughs> oh god, it's so funny to me. It's like it, it is interesting because you know the tobacco industry used to fund all of these uh, research projects. Yeah. Um, and then they stopped when uh, they were c- coming back yielding negative <laughs> results. But apparently beers should be doing this more because if I can drink 30 beers and kick uh, swine flu, <laughs> then who knows what else can be unlocked at the power of the brew.
1: Next time I'm really sick, I'm just going to drink 30 <laughs> beers. I don't care. Just give it a shot, I man. I feel
0: awful anyway. Yeah, give it a shot and see if it works. Yeah. Do like the twelve hours of power. <laughs> twelve ounces of power. Mm-hmm. Twelve ounces of twelve hours of power. <laughs> oh, so that's beer news, huh? Yeah, that's beer news. Uh-huh. Um,
1: I'm excited because apparently I'm the healthiest man on earth.
0: I, you should be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you you if you get sick. You can drink your 30 beers, and if you happen to have to be rushed to the hospital, you'll definitely survive. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's
0: some <a> takeaway. <laughs> there you go.
1: This is just responsible <laughs> journalism.
0: All right. Well, Jesse, this is the cadets' episode of the Personal Agents Podcast. So before we get to recommendations, we want to be sure to hit up our uh, friends on Facebook. Priscilla Torres said, uh, just want you guys to know how great you are. I don't know anything about beer or board games, but you entertain me. Oh, I miss you guys playing Scattergories scat scat categories. i think we disappointed on three fronts this week we might have we beer, uh, board games and no categories no <laughs> uh but i i think we should bring back scat scat categories. although it is the most stressful 30 seconds of a podcasting
1: <laughs> we should have done that today what were we thinking
0: i don't well we got our dennis sent stuff with conflicting oh, reports good point but we are planning on podcasting this weekend with with the rest of the bald move crew maybe we could do scat scat <gasps> categories on a large scale skat,
1: categories skat, that'd be so great
0: yes all right uh, stay tuned for that and uh jacob jones martinez says why y'all hate munchkin so much
1: because it's a bad game that's not fun and <sighs> it's too
0: expensive it is see this is the thing uh jacob munchkin is fun the first time you play it uh-huh. it's, i loved it's it Fun the first couple times first five it. times you play yeah. it. yeah first 10 times you play it Mm-mm. no thanks a-, a little less fun and then and then you're like well maybe i'll buy an expansion and then you're like eh, it's still not that fun and then you're like well i'll buy one more <laughs> And then you're like, ah, it's still... Uh, and I, well, I got the two. I got to get the three expansions to complete the set. Uh-huh. And then you're like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Then you got to get Munchkin in a blender. Mm-hmm. You got
1: to get Star Munchkin. You got to right. get a Twilight Munchkin. You yep. got to get Jango on munchkin
0: <laughs> Yes. That one's actually pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the, good, that's the best one. <laughs> that one is the best one. What
1: a lot of N-bombs.
0: <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Steven Jackson, what are you thinking there? Um. But... Uh, but yeah, that's Munchkin. I mean, Munchkin is a very digestible game. It's a good way to get people into it if they're if they're in like fantasy, they might like that. It's like Dungeons and Dragons light, 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 light. Yeah. Uh but Jacob, we don't have anything against Munchkin except that we hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're trying to say. Munchkin not even once. <laughs> And uh definitely want to uh, thank our uh, friends for liking us this week. I do want to do Faces of Munchkin. Oh, God. Like,
1: people playing it the first yeah. time, their expressions, yeah. and then Munchkin after 10 months.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> frowns. And, Sadness. And scars on the face. Oh, we do want to thank the people who liked us this week on Facebook. Josh Perigo and Michelle Woo! You guys have the best last names. Uh... <laughs> And uh just want to thank everybody who, who did that. You, could, uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have a personal records Facebook page. We also have the Bald Move Facebook page. Please go there. Please check out all the Bald Move podcasts. Oh, my God. Uh, the Bacow Show is on there. I love the Bacow ladies. They're from Los Angeles. They're very savvy. They're beautiful. They're fun. They are uh, they talk about uh, lady stuff, and it makes me feel like I'm a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. For lady time. But I think say, I'm,
1: a, I'm a better I'm a better man. Yes. Because I listen to that show.
0: Exactly. Um, You'll learn something. And they're having trouble with the library. So if yeah, we need very to- Yeah, it's Parks and Recce. If we need to assemble a library protest in greater Los Angeles area, uh-huh. I think we could do it. I think so. I'm going to have to learn
1: how to read first. Yes. And that will make my library protest more efficient.
0: Yeah. I mean, your sign will be a lot more legible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, a study out of Japan said that if you drink 30 beers, you know how to read.
0: Exactly. Uh, and then uh, b- also coming up on the Bald Move uh, uh, network, you love it. You know it. Game of Thrones podcast, the Night Watch is going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, Watching Dead mm-hmm. is coming back. Prepare to get your mind blown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mad Brew is posing a bunch of crap on the uh, <laughs> Facebook, uh, the Bald Move Facebook page about Game of Thrones. And if you're not excited, you might be dead. Yeah. You need to drink some beer. Yeah, 30. 30 beers.
1: Japan says that 30 beers will resurrect you. Right. they uh, give you the power <laughs> to walk on water. Exactly.
0: Uh, so you can hit us on Facebook. You can uh, always write to us, personal at gmail.com You can uh, call us, 360-362-0024. Or you can like us uh, and follow us on Twitter, at Personal Podcast. Jesse, what is your first recommendation this week?
1: Can, can you like us on Twitter?
0: I don't know. You can <laughs> like what we write.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my first recommendation is a, a lesson that's hard learned. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you take it to heart, it'll, it'll go a long way. Right. Which is, if you're at a me- Mexican restaurant. Right. And doing a little uh, casual family-style dining. Exactly. Do not, under any circumstances, utter the word vegetarian no okay so i was getting some uh some nachos Uh i want to split nachos with my lovely lady right right Mm -hmm. and uh because we wanted like a light dinner yep and uh they give us give us the options do you want uh beef chicken or pork right and i say vegetarian (laughs) why did you say that because it's weird to say
0: none why? Like, so why didn't you want any meat on your nachos is what I'm asking.
1: Because Tasha's a vegetarian.
0: Oh, stars above.
1: So, and also, like, it's a lot of
0: calories. So. It is a lot of calories. It's like, here's your nachos, here's twice the calories. Yeah,
1: and nachos are great anyway. That's true. So, but here's the thing. Yeah. When you say vegetarian at a Mexican restaurant uh-huh. and I've made this mistake before. Uh-huh. It, I can't believe I made it again. Yep. That doesn't mean no meat. Okay. It means put a bunch of wacky shit on my food. <laughs> so they put uh they put broccoli? Uh-huh. They put carrots? Uh-huh. On it. <laughs> They're just trying to punish you. They put they put cubed mushrooms <laughs> on it. And they exclude they decided that vegetarian means don't put any cheese on it. Why? <laughs>
0: yeah. They give you the vegan nachos. Yeah. So you basically got a nacho salad.
1: I got I got a weird a really weird thing. There's there's just no room <laughs> for carrots and broccoli on just, your nachos. That's
0: the weirdest thing. You got chips and vegetables. <laughs> just say just, Do they put sour cream on it? Yes, there was so sour let me get this cre- straight. No cheese. <laughs> yeah. But sour cream. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Which
1: doesn't even make sense. All right. So uh, my recommendation is never to use the word vegetarian at a Just Mexican restaurant. Just say no restaurant. meat. Just say no meat. Just the cheese. Yeah. And the Just sour the cheese cream. And the beans. Yeah. And the, the the stuff. The rest of it. The everything, but no meat. But don't <laughs> put any carrots and shit on there. <laughs> That's so funny. Carrots do not belong on Why nachos. Why do you even have carrots in
0: general in a Mexican restaurant? <laughs>
1: Just like for the, what other dishes are they putting carrots Just on? for the stupid white boy that walks in there oh, and man. says vegetarian. Oh, God. I, uh,
0: that's hilarious. It was
1: a catastrophe.
0: Um, so my first recommendation this week is going to be the Ball Move Meetup. Oh, yeah. Guess what, guys? Two days. Actually, it'll be tomorrow for everybody to listening to this podcast. What? We are going to be in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. We are going to be at the Avery Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. We are going to be there at 8 o'clock mm-hmm. on Friday. February 1st. You should be there, too. We're going to be wearing matching T-shirts. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a little weird, and it's going to be a lot awkward. (laughs) Be there. Be square. Be fun. Baldwin Meetup. February 1st. Wow. 8 o'clock. Avery Brewing Company. Boulder, Colorado. I cannot. Aaron, Gino, Eric, Jesse. Have fun. Be there. See us. Love you. (laughs) Yeah, what more can you say? Yes, vegetarian nachos.
1: <laughs> no, you don't.
0: <laughs> oh, damn it, damn it. Oh <laughs> uh, Jesse, what's your, what's your uh, recommendation? My
1: recommendation is for those of you who are in or will be in the uh, Seattle area. <laughs> yes. I went to a dope-ass bar today. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Eric mm-hmm. and his recommendation It's to in my me. neighborhood.
0: It's in my neighborhood.
1: Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. called The Yard. Yep. It's a cool like northwest
0: beer bar. Yeah. With whiskey
1: yeah. and great food. Had a great hamburger. Had good they
0: they have like Mexican inspired food. It's very good. They have tacos. They had like we had the chorizo hamburger. Right. Excellent.
1: Uh-huh. All carrots.
0: All carrots. Carrots and broccoli. <laughs> 100%.
1: My hamburger was a,
0: just a giant <laughs> carrot <Yes>. slice. <laughs> and then uh, my second recommendation this week is going to be Go Baltimore. Go Ravens. Yes. If you're if you're a PA fan, Roof for the Ravens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't like anybody in the division, and we especially hate the the Niners the most. There's a guy on my Facebook page calls them the whiners. I kind of like it, but I don't I want like cake. I don't like calling them the Winers because I have the philosophy that he who whines wins, <laughs> and I want the Ravens to win this weekend.
1: As I like to say, uh, Ray yeah. Lewis, you have one game, one mm-hmm. final game. And one final opportunity to kill a quarterback on the field.
0: Right. So but, make it,
1: make it happen. It.
0: But I have a feeling that Colin Kaepernick will be drunk, so that is nearly impossible.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I did like uh, Adam Carolla's like, wacky prediction was that uh, Kaepernick would get injured early uh-huh. in the game. And then Alex Smith would lead the Niners to a victory, and then you would have a huge fiasco about oh, that who would starts. Be awesome! How funny would that be?
0: I would actually love that. Honestly, I would like the I like the Niners more without Colin Kaepernick. There, he's just so easy to hate. So hateable. Yeah, um, he's like a villain. It's like a movie villain. Yeah, he's awful. He's an awful man.
1: And Russell Wilson is like our beautiful. He's our protagonist. Angel. He's our
0: Sarah Angel. <laughs> he flies above and kills everyone and slays them in our name, and then. Rises to the heavens with his halo and visits sick children in the hospital.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's true. He is our savior.
1: And Marshall Lynch is kind of like a neutral kind of demon-y thing. But he's fun. Yeah, he's a fun thing. He's really cool. Uh-huh.
0: And he eats Skittles. He has a good time. <laughs> so that's football talk this week. Got <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. Jesse, I like how this was our short episode. We're now running at 53 minutes. Are you serious? Yes. This is like back in the old. This is what happens when you both get in the same room. Weird time warp. Time warp, buddy. So this is uh, episode one thirty part one. Look for episode one thirty part two, featuring Aaron and Jim. Hopefully this weekend we will get to that. Between all the gaming, the beering, and the football playing, and the sitting around because we're tired from all that stuff. Yep. So we'd like to remind you that wherever you go, whatever you do, please stay, stay arrogant.
1: arrogant.